Here at Miss Teacher Mom, we recognize the great privilege and responsibility that we have as parents to educate our children. Beyond math and phonics, this also includes building their characters, molding their hearts, and reaching their souls. A burden too big to carry on our own. We sense the call to missional motherhood, but we could use some help from those who have more experience and wisdom than us. So we're calling upon some wonderful godly women and men to encourage and equip us as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind. Today, we're talking to my dear friend, Jenny. Jenny was my mentor when I was engaged to my husband, and her and her husband love the Lord and serve him faithfully in their church. Um, Professionally, Jenny has a master's degree in social work, and she is an early intervention specialist who loves Jesus. So I'm really excited to talk to her today about play. Um, Jenny, thanks so much for coming on the Miss Teacher Mom podcast. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'd love to start out just talking about play. You play for a living for your job. You have two teenage sons of your own. So playing isn't just a job for you. It's part of your life. And if we can open up by just starting the conversation um, and giving us a greater view of play. What are we talking about when we say play and why is it important? Why is it worth a whole podcast episode? Those are good questions. Um Well, drawing from the secular world, and uh, Jean Piaget was a Swiss uh, psychologist. He was a child uh, development expert. And um, he has this really famous quote where he said that play is the work of children. Mm. So if you think about it, um, especially young, young children, and and even like school-age children um, and, and maybe adolescents to a certain degree, they play they like to play and um it seems like they're they always want to play and and they want us to join in their play Mm -hmm. um so play is very important and it's important for us as adults to remember that god designed children this way um and it's just that the the medium that they use to learn about their world about the people in their world um, how things work, how everything's connected. Um, and they you know, they, they, um, they, they work hard at play and they master skills and they move on to other skills and it's all connected to milestone development. Um, so it's just very important. Um, it's a huge part of a child's world. Yeah, I I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, so our lives are consumed with play. And as I settled into the world of play and the excitement of the newness ran out, I found myself bored and I found myself tempted to avoid play. And it really wasn't until I thought about doing this episode with you that, and really thinking intentionally about play, that I was actually convicted about my lack of playing with my kids. And I'd love to talk to you about that for a little bit, because I think a lot of parents don't enjoy playing. And Mm -hmm. with the access of social media and technology at our fingertips through our phones, it's so easy to get swept up in meaningful and meaningless things when we could be spending our time better by playing with our children. Can you speak into that? Sure. Um, <clears throat> there are a few things in what you mentioned. Um, and I think that, you know, first first and foremost, 
we have to keep in mind as Christians, especially, um, that our children and raising our children, mothering is a very high calling. So, I mean, God, God is so gracious that he, he, they are children biologically, or if you adopted, and he brought, he brought these little heathens, so to speak, to us, right? And he entrusted them to our care. And part of that includes play. Play is not the most important thing, but as we've discussed earlier, it is very important to children and their development. And even it's all interconnected with their sense of um, security, their sense of uh, who, who they can trust, um, who, who, who gets me, who knows me, who understands what I need. And, and play is, is part of their needs. I think it's important, the picture that you're painting regarding children, in a sense, being our mission field and our, the need that we have to reach them at their level, to engage with them at their level so that we can share the gospel with them. And that's something that the Lord's been convicting me of, even as I prepared for this episode, that as moms, sometimes dying to ourselves and taking up our cross means having a tea party with our children or choosing to swing them on the swing instead of being on our phones or choosing to take them to the playground instead of putting on a show. And a huge reason we do that is to build a relationship with them. If we're only talking to them at the dinner table or before bed, we've missed all these other opportunities to know them, to know what makes them tick, to know what they love, to explore their imaginations. And playing with our kids provides opportunities to talk to them. If I'm never engaging with them, how am I talking to them about the gospel? How am I talking to them about how their day was? How am I building a relationship of trust and providing opportunities to talk about anything and everything? That doesn't start when they're 14 or 15 and have questions about the world. That starts now when we're building relationships with them. And so I find that sometimes playing means dying to myself. Yes, all the time. And that's, that's what all of motherhood is, whether it's now when they're so little and all they want to do is play or my boys are adolescents and what what do they want to do they want to talk about their friends or a video games that they're oh and oh mom look at this meme you know what i mean so so you we should think of that we should be honored that they are inviting us into their world and 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 respect that and accept those invitations when we're able certainly there are moments when we absolutely can't. And, and, you know, that's life, but those, those are lessons that they learn too. Um, but, but yes, honoring our, our children, not in the sense that they honor us, but respecting them as individuals, becoming interested in what, 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 um, what they're passionate about, um, and learning to get to know them. I mean, that's, that's, we are on earth. They're, their example of you know fatherhood <laughs> and we have a heavenly father right and ultimately our our biggest prayer our biggest concern for our children is their salvation and if if what they have on earth is a father or a mother who's always too busy or you know i can't be silly or oh my goodness i don't want to color again or no we can't read that same book for the 20th time um those are really important messages, and you're right. They do remember. They do remember the people who make time for what's important to these children. Yeah. Our 14-year-old Benjamin has a mini hoop in his uh, bedroom, and 
he will still ask me to play ball with him in there. And sometimes I'll say yes, but sometimes I'll say no, because he's really rough and tumble. But then I think one day it will be the last time that he asks me to play with him and I, I won't even know. And then I'll miss it, you know, and, and the same with whatever age your children are. One day it'll be the last time that they ask you to build a fairy house or skip rocks at the lake or whatever it is that they or, or you know, play in their pretend kitchen. And it'll be the last time. And then when that time is gone, you you miss it. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. That time is so fleeting and it makes you cherish those moments more. So I think what you're sharing is important. It's a reminder to us that our kids will not want to play forever. And more importantly, if we don't invest in that play when they're younger, they will stop asking us to play. And in the moment, our flesh might fight that and our flesh might not want to play. But as you're saying, when we look back or when we think of the long-term view in mind, we want that relationship with our children. We want to be the parents who they want to return to after college or the grandparents who they want to bring their children around. And it seems wild to think that we're going to think about those things when our child is two or three, but that's exactly what we're doing when we're playing with them when they're young. We are building that relationship that's going to last a lifetime. Yes. Yep. You're building, you're building that foundation. And there's, there's a lot of getting to know each other and play. Uh, there's a lot of give and take, there's uh, respect building, there's boundary setting, um, all kinds of, all kinds of important um, social things that they're learning, emotional things. Um, they learn that they can trust you and, and um, that you value them and what they bring to play, which is, which is, uh, is so important too, that, that you know as a parent that they're they are valuable i think moms juggling so many responsibilities and relationships it can be difficult to know how we can incorporate play in the daily lives of our children um do you have any advice on how we can intentionally do that within our family i think the only thing i would add is that there is there's a lot of pressure to be the ideal mom, the perfect Pinterest, Instagram, whatever mom, it's okay for your kids to be bored. Mm. Remember that. It's so, there's so much important play and learning that happens when our children are bored. We don't have to schedule every minute of every day. Downtime is important, um, not only for regulation, but also for problem solving, for time to think. Um, we don't always have to keep our children busy. I mean, there's just so much pressure in, in general. I think that's such a great point. I'm so thankful you brought that up because I didn't plan on talking about that, but you're right. We don't want to swing to the other end of the pendulum because that is so real and such a temptation in our secular world too. And even in the Christian world. But can I just interject? Okay. Children, you probably know this because you have your girls have a dad. He's a great dad. But dads play with their children differently than moms do. Mm. And that is okay. Mm. Children need that daddy play. Um, in my world, in early intervention, we call it frolic play. It's the more rough play, uh, wrestling and 
rolling around in the grass and, you know, um, not tossing them into the air, but like jumping and that kind of get you going kind of play. Children need that. So if you have a husband or a father of your children uh, is willing to connect with your children in that way, you need to thank the Lord and, 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 and go with it. And they, children thrive on that. They're, they're different. Um, they, they connect with their daddies, first of all, but also it stimulates their cognitive development. Language is stimulated. Um, it's all, it's like, but their, their, their brains need it. They need, they need that mommy play, but daddy play is, is important as well. So don't be a downer if your dad, your husband or, you know, their, their dad is playing with them that way because children need that. It's so, it's so important for them. That's so encouraging. I, I think a lot of moms are probably listening to this right now, shaking their head or a little <laughs> nervous that the images they're imagining, but it's encouraging to know that that is helpful and that these dads are building bonds with their kids and having fun. I'd, oh, love, to awesome. know, I'd love to know just as we close as an early intervention specialist and as a Christian and as a mom, I'd love to know yeah. if you have any resources that you'd recommend to moms who are thinking, I need to play with my kids more. Okay, I do have a list of resources that I'm going to email to you. Um, just okay, so we you have them. Notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but but I do have some things about uh, you know toys. <laughs> um, you don't need to spend a lot of money. Pots and pans and boxes and empty water bottles. We use those too. Those are those are fun toys. Oh my goodness! You can learn to make your own toys. You don't have to go to the store and get. Um, the latest, you know, the less batteries and lights and noises that toys make, the better. They're better for, I prefer them. Um, Because children have to use their minds to engage with the toy and figure out how it works and use it in different ways. It's so important for for that cognitive development and problem solving too. Another great thing that you can do, especially when when the weather is warm, is just go outside and play, explore. Children need that kind of play, that sensory play is what we call it. And it also helps build up their immune systems. (laughs) Um, It's excellent. Um, Yeah, and I think the last thing that I would say is read. Read, read, read with your children. Read, read. You want to... You want to train up readers. Just introduce them to literacy as early as you can. Mm, that's helpful. Yeah. I really pray that this episode encourages moms to play with their kids with, with intentionality and purpose. Excellent. If anybody gets really stuck, um, early intervention is a federal program. You can call it in your call up whatever agency in your local community and get connected. It's just a really good supportive resource for, especially if you feel like you don't know what you're doing, if your child's where they should be developmentally, call them up and they'll, they'll provide great support. Absolutely. Yeah. My two-year-old had early intervention for nine months and it was a godsend. They were lovely people and really helped our kids. Thank you for your time, Jenny. Oh, you're very welcome. It was my pleasure. I hope that today's episode has encouraged and equipped you to raise your children with eternity in mind. And remember, we are not doing this alone. 
As Christians, God wills us to will and to work for his good pleasure. We are trusting in the finished work of Christ, and we're empowered by his Holy Spirit. If this episode has been helpful to you, could you please write a review for other moms and share this podcast with your friends? For more information and the show notes, check out MissTeacherMom.com. And please join us next week for the Miss Teacher Mom podcast.